I am most happy to introduce day one of ARFCON and five very special people that are going to help me with this. Now, I got involved uh, with GOG last year. Actually, I think it was August or September of last year. It's hard to believe I've been with them that long. But um, And I found a really wonderful group of people, um, not only the GOG community, but the GOG streamers who make that community possible. And so I am extremely excited to introduce, uh, for many of these people, their first ever D&D experience. Uh, I am happy to introduce the people that you are about to see right now. So I'm going to switch over. Dun, 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 dun. Ta-da! Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and I am now going to unmute them so that they can be heard. Those lovely people can be heard by you. Wablow. Ladies and gentlemen, they are now unmuted. And uh, it is my great pleasure to introduce you to the uh, wonderful people uh, that you see on your screen above. So I'm going to start um, with a person on the farthest right. Um, I'm going to start with uh, a person who is not named uh, what his character is named, but he'll describe that for you. And that is Darksaber2K. Darksaber, hello, sir. Welcome. He's dressed up for the occasion, hello. you guys can see. Um, all right, so Saber, <laughs> uh, tell, tell us uh, who your character is that you're going to be playing. The basics that you can feel free to reveal, you know. Yes, uh, I will be playing Selsig Maurer, halfling gambler extraordinaire. <laughs> Found himself up on hard times and forced to, you know, go on an acquisition of wealth. <laughs> um, yes, um, and, and the acquisition is totally above board and legitimate. I just want to be clear. Of course. <laughs> that, that there's no of right. Of course, all above board. All above board. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Uh, moving over one spot to his left, you will see um, someone whose name uh, sort of reflects his actual uh, Twitch persona. Uh, but we are very happy to have with us uh, Matt Cat Plays slash Chrono Wolf. Hello, sir. Uh, hello, Greg. It is very nice to be here. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, and uh, what, uh, what character uh, are you playing for us, sir? Uh, yes, I'm playing the character of Kronos. He is, uh, you see, a half-human. Uh, he is currently on the run for a crime he didn't commit. <laughs> yes, um, totally legitimate uh, also. Um, had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Koala. Oh my god, what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Koala. It just sounds totally normal to me. Um, <laughs> outstanding. Uh, this should be a lot of fun. Um, so he is playing a uh, half-elf sorcerer. Um, then, uh, sitting to his left on your screen, uh, someone who is also very familiar, uh, to people, um, and, uh, Pyron Jade, uh, hello, welcome, and who are you playing? Hello! Well, my dear friends, tonight I'm going to be Greta Goldenfire, priestess of Photos, the god of light, and yes, I actually sometimes light things on, on fire, but I'm very, very sorry afterwards. <laughs> I've always really, really regret it. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. I feel like every D&D game requires someone who lights things on fire. Like, that's, I think, a federal law, like, or, or an international <laughs> law, actually. So, um, so I'm glad that, that, that this is the case. Um, also, uh, I should mention, and I, you guys came up with some great avatars, and I, didn't, I wasn't able to figure out how to place those as well, but I was hoping maybe you guys could possibly link, like to a picture of yourselves so people could see the character. I want them to see you, but I also want them to see your character's you. So that, that'll be the case. Oh, everyone's giving you Dan's game, Pyron, because you're not a punching monk. Everyone's like, what? You're not unarmed? <laughs> the hell? <laughs> I, I have to admit, I hate the D&D monks. Mm -hmm. I really, really dislike them. I'm, I normally play like orcs with big axes. 
<laughs> so illusion shattered. Uh, that's that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, next time, next time. Okay, um, moving right along. Uh, over uh, to uh, her left, actually stepping in for someone who is not able to, to join us today, which I really appreciate. And also adding the uh, North American quotient to three. We have now three North <laughs> Americans. Uh, that is, of course, our good friend Fleos. And uh, Fleos, thank you for being here. And as a representative of the Great White North, uh, who are you playing today in the game? Well, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, I am playing as Doran Hellsbane, the uh, Bane of Hell, no doubt. Well, at least he li likes to think he's the Bane of Hell. He's a little young, a little wet behind the ears, but, you know, you know how kids are. Was this so a self-created name then? Like your actual name was like Jones or, or Smith or... or you know. I, I, I didn't even have a last name, so I, I gave myself one, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> I oh, like yeah. it. So I'll be the fighter, and awesome. I'll, I'll I'll hit things. Awesome! You will be the human fighter. I love it. Um, all right, and then last but certainly not least, chat I, before before he actually reveals himself, I, uh, chat. I want you to I want you to tell me who do you think the only person here without a webcam picture is? This this person who's sitting right to my you know to your right as you're watching the screen. Who who would this person actually be? This this person that you see sort of frozen in space. This bizarre, monstrous creature. Who who would this be, Chad? Wait for the delay. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Megapyman PhD. Yes, immediately. <laughs> it is, of course, Megapyman PhD naturally. And uh, Pi, how are you? And who are you playing? Hi, I I am Megapyman PhD, and I will be playing the role of Justice, the Dragonborn Paladin, whose sword. Is also his companion, and his name Dan. <laughs> yes, I asked him whether I should call him Dan Justice. He's like, no, they're two completely separate entities. So I just want to we point out, paladins. We yeah, yeah, grew together. We trained together. <laughs> we saved the world, but that didn't ask us to save it together. I love it. I have to say, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for. Uh, I, I love chat. The fact that we have in this party Justice, Hellsbane, <laughs> Golden Fire, Time. And a sausage. Like, we basically have the, we have the four. So we've got four, like, gods of times or forces of nature. And then we've got Celsig, which, according to Saber, means sausage. So I just want to point that out, that we have ways to defeat evil and then eat after we've defeated evil. I just want to point that out. It's awesome. Thank so, you for fighting our Nick food. Yes. Yes, it's good times. So that's that's awesome. I'm super excited. Uh, and, yes, this is 5th edition D&D. &D, and, uh, all right. Well, if the party is ready, are you folks ready? Uh, if you are ready, we'll get we'll get started. Are you ready? Yeah, ready. All right, let's do it up. Ready. So, it's cold this far north. It's the sort of cold that sinks deep into your bones and makes you feel like you'll never be warm again. When the rain starts falling and the wind comes up, it feels like needles of ice are piercing your face. A few days ago, you were in Tribor with your companions looking for an adventure. You heard tales of a tribe of goblins up north attacking travelers on the long road, being led by an especially savage goblin chief. Head north up the long road, you're told. You find the village of Melton. You'll learn more there. Well, this afternoon you found Melton, and maybe you kind of wish you hadn't. To call it a village seems generous. It's really about a dozen primitive huts and one larger building surrounded by a sturdy little palisade. There is mud everywhere. And uh, as you guys are uh, proceeding uh, towards the village, um, you can kind of see some ominous storm clouds on the horizon. Um, you hurry towards the village as twilight falls. At least you won't have to spend another night on the road. And then slow down as you realize the gates are closed. 
An old and grizzled face looks over the palisade. Aye, I'm Frida Greatheart, the constable of Melton. What's your business here? And she stares at all of you. Oh. <laughs> I look awkwardly at the ground. <laughs> well, hello, good lady. The rain is cold and the night is dark. Please let us in. We just need rest and a place to warm our hands. Ah. Uh. You know how many times I've heard that one, little miss? How many times I've heard someone say, Oh, let us in. We just need a little bit of help. And you know what happened? They stabbed us in the back. Now, why are you any different than them? I put back um, my robe to show um, my, the amulet of my faith. And I say, We're not here to take from you. If there's any help I can offer to you, I would freely give it. Mm-hmm. She kind of looks... And who are the rest of you? Him. And she points at uh, Justice. Since when should I let someone in who's traveling with a beast like that? And she stares right at you, Justice. Uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I've never done I haven't. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never. I don't even. Um. You're good, man. You're being challenged. What say you? I don't mean challenge by... Well, let me rephrase. You're being challenged, but not in a way that causes you to try to burn down a village. I wanted to make sure you didn't get freaked out. <laughs> I will answer the question with another question. Some of a question. I will ask, why is a place so cold to go by the name of Melton? You would think it would in, a place called Melton would involve lava, or at least something a little bit warmer. She glares at you and looks up and down. Aye. You're making a joke, are you? You think that's funny? You think the cold around here is funny? You think it's funny how freezing we all are all the time? I don't know about you, but if I were a a dragon thing, I'd be careful about who you mock with how cold it is here. And you can actually see her shiver a little bit. As as she shivers, you see maybe just a little bit of a little bit of a ice like sort of maybe fall off of her hood. Um, you can see from there. If you would forgive the pun, I'm just attempting to break the ice. <laughs> yeah, she, so she looks so she looks at you and she kind of nods. And then she's like, I see. So it's like that. And then she said and then she looks over at you, Kronos. And you! You silent one in the background. You with your cloak looking towards the ground. I can see you got elvish blood in you. Why should I let you into a village? Like as not? You'll just tell some of your other friends and have them come and overrun with your magic and your strange ways. Well, I do believe you can trust my fellow friends here. For the thing about truth is that the opposite of fact is often a falsehood. But the opposite of one profound truth may very well be another profound truth. I believe you can trust us. So she looks at you, and she has this confused expression as if she's sort of doing calculations in her head about, like, one plus one, carry the five. And then she's like, uh, like, well, you certainly talk as strangely as an elf does at any rate. And then she looks over and she says, um, and she looks over at, uh, down there at, uh, you, um, Selsig. And she's like, and you, I see you're one of the little people. And as we know, the little people always do exactly what they're told and never get into trouble. Am I right? 
You're wrong, you fool. I'm telling you right now, you're wrong. And she sort of points at you. And she says, I've had dealings with your kind, halfling. How do I know you won't rob this whole town blind? Rob this whole town blind? Look at the size of me. How much can I carry? Um, sorry, I had... <laughs> she turns away as if being is talking to her daughter. Um, what, honey? <laughs> <laughs> I get first place? Thank yeah. you. We were pulling out cards, and the first card I pulled out was very cool, too. Oh, thank you. Awesome. I pre- thank you. I got, I got a baton that my daughter just gave me. I got first place for a game that Ooh, I didn't nice. know I was in. Um, thanks, sweetie. <laughs> okay. Um, Congratulations. She quickly, Frida quickly takes the, uh, you know, rainbow covered baton as like, yes, Uh, none, never mind any of that. I don't know whether I can trust you. Maybe the rest of your party can keep you in line if I trust any of them. And as for you, and she looks over at you, Doran, and she says, I see you've got a sword by your side and an attitude to match. I don't suppose you're going to walk in here and try to take over the town with your arrogance, are you? Oh, my good lady, I would never think of such a thing. We come here to protect you, to help you. We've heard trouble this way, and we've come to maybe fix some things for you. Okay, um, so what I'd like to do now is, and I'll start with Greta. Greta, make a, uh, please make a uh, charisma check for me. This is persuasion. If you have persuasion as a checked skill, you can add your proficiency bonus to it. If not, then just charisma, which is just a 20-sided die plus your charisma bonus. And let me know what you get. Okay. Okay. On it. Oh, and I've got to add my... i got to add the dice roller. There. Lovely. Okay. So, uh, so she looks at you, back to you, Greta, and she says, Do you give me your word that if you come in this village, you and your party, you give me your word that you won't ruin whatever's left of Melton? I... Give my companions a very stern look, <laughs> which also is pleading like, please. <laughs> then I turn I'm back. Catching her gaze. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I turn back and I said, um, I will do my very best to help you. And my companions, and I look back and give them another stern look, don't mean you any harm. I'm sure of that. <laughs> and she sort of so she looks she looks at all of you and she kind of uh she finally she says she sort of sighs and she's like oh all right fine it's an example of how i'm getting soft in my old age and uh she sort of stumbles down and then you see hear this horrific creaking noise um and you're kind of like what the hell is this um and you hear this horrific creaking noise and then um Hold on one second. I'm just adding my little dice roller here so that people can see as you guys roll dice. Um, here we go. And uh, the uh, then the doors sort of swing inwards. Um, and uh, as you and so the doors are now open to you if you wish to enter. Let's go okay. in. Okay. So you go in, uh, and as you go in, you see her, and you kind of uh, you feel some sort of sort of sense presence behind you and uh you take a look behind over your shoulders and you see her standing on top of the gate which again this isn't a very high gate but you see her sort of standing on top of it with her arms folded kind of glaring down at you and um you know sort of doesn't say anything but you can feel her coldness uh almost as cold as the weather itself uh as you sort of move on 
Um, all right. Well, what do you guys want to do? As, as I said, there's a bunch of these little small huts, and you've got this large, in quotes, large building uh, in the middle of the area. <laughs> as we enter the village, I'd like to take a look around and see if anything's out of place, because they're really quite hostile here and very suspicious, and yes. they're implying something's happened recently. So maybe I do a perception check, see if I see anything. You can absolutely do that. Go ahead and make a perception check for me. Okay. I get plus five on that because I have, uh, what was it? Expertise in perception. I love it. And I forgot to do the roll properly. Good start. I was going to say, I was like, wait, why is that not popping up on my dice roller properly? There we go. (laughs) Uh, AT. Yeah, so you notice a couple of things. First of all, you notice that um, a lot of these buildings look as if they've been standing for a relatively long period of time, as if they've survived several winters. Um, but it doesn't look as if they were ever really designed to survive much to begin with. You know, this is not like like good construction. Um, you see lots and lots of uh, the houses have like sort of, you know, broken in roofs where uh, the straw has sort of fallen in a little bit. You see quite a bit of mud. You could easily call this town Mudton and you'd get about the same effect. Like there's a lot of mud. Um, you see a couple of um, very strat like sort of you know, ragged-looking dogs, uh, a couple of stray dogs kind of prowling around. Um, You do see some people kind of going from place to place, but as they stare at you, a lot of them kind of stare at you silently, and there's this, this sense almost of foreboding of sort of that there's some anticipatory something or other that feels very dark, and grim within this place. Um, no one sort of challenges you and says, hey, stop. But everyone is kind of staring at you in this sort of like, mm, you know, what's going on type of thing um, as you go by. So you don't notice any kind of sign of an obvious attack recently, but this is not what you would say a normal, hey, we're all happy village. That is definitely not the case. Do I see a building that looks like a temple of some kind? No. <laughs> you see a bunch of houses and what looks an awful lot like, if you had to guess, a tavern. Probably the tavern is as close as you get to a uh, to a temple here. And in fact, there's a oh. sign out front of it, but you can't see it from where you are. You'd have to get closer. My oh. biggest concern is the fact that everyone is looking around at us as if we are going to be the potential victims of another impending attack. How do I learn more about this? So if you want to be able to sort of check into it, um, the best option is going to be to talk to some people because you could do, I mean, you could do a perception check as well, but you're not going to see anything much different than what Celsig just saw. So Mm -hmm. uh, at the moment... I do have a persuasion skill. You could. So you could actually talk to people and persuade them. There are a few people standing, you know, sort of glaring at you. Not glaring, staring is a better way to put it. They look beaten, these people. That's a better way to put it. They look beaten down. And uh, you could definitely talk to some of them or you do hear some noise from inside that large building kind of like um you know sounds of uh you know what you would expect to hear in a tavern although not very loud um and maybe that's indicative of the mood in the whole place let's get out of this horrible horrible rain and maybe get something warm to drink yeah who fancies a pint and a game of cards hi <laughs> well I'd, I'd be happy with some ale but yes a wet man does not fear the rain, same way as a dark man does not fear the darkness. We shall head in whatever foreboding situation awaits us. It's just a I tavern. Would, I would like to take a moment to discuss our options with Dan, to make just just to field our ideas. Dan and I agree. <laughs> Good. Good. Move on. All right. Okay. 
so, I so do she... apologize if my trust for people is a little bit lacking. That is okay, but it can be lacking inside. It's cold. <laughs> All right. So are you guys headed in? We are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. I, as, as... I, will, I will go. I'll go in last to make sure they all go in and no half and get missing. <laughs> gotcha. I resemble that. All right. So you guys enter, um, and uh, as you uh, enter uh, the tavern, this single-story building is long and low, and there are eight shuttered windows that face the muddy street. As you pass underneath the door, you can see the sign now, and it's a hanging sign which proclaims it to be an inn called the Weary Night. Night is in K-N, not N-I. Noise and firelight seep out from the doorway, promising warmth and at least some company. Um, As you kick the uh, mud from your boots and enter... All conversation stops. The small common room is crowded with maybe 20 people across half a dozen tables, and there's a huge fire roaring in the corner. A wiry old man scowls at you from behind the bar. Close the door! It's cold! He snaps. I close the door. Okay. Uh, As you are there, standing there for a bit, everyone stares at you and then gradually goes back to their meal, and the sound of tavern doings begins to fill the room again. And you're all standing by the door while the innkeeper, assuming that's who it is, the wiry old man behind the bar, continues to stare at you. I, I walk, walk up towards the bar. The bar. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so you guys as a group, <laughs> like in a line, all walk up towards him. Okay. Um, Hero right. shots. You all what village. Is this line dancing? Yeah, you village people all of it all the way up to the bar. And um, <laughs> so, all right, you get there and uh, he says, I, what can I do for you? Oh, a pint of your famous favors there. <laughs> your best ale. And he looks at you. He's like, I only got one type of ale, but you can I'll have, have a it. pint of that then. <laughs> so he pulls out a mug uh, of this ale, and you can see that it's like um, it's frothing. And there's this a couple of enormous barrels uh, behind him, uh, one of which has a tap in it. Um, and so he fills it with one of them, and then he slams the mug down. And he says, "That'll be five copper." I pay the man. Okay. Um, so go ahead and deduct that from there. And he says, um, I also got some goat stew, if you want. Um, and then he looks at the rest of you, he's like, and, the rest of you? I'll have some stew. So he takes out, so you say cold. (laughs) So he takes out, uh, he takes out a wooden bowl, and he ladles in this stuff, um, into the bowl, and then he puts it on it, and he says, right, this'll be one silver piece. Best damn goat (laughs) stew you'll find. In at least two miles. What? Till the next tavern. It smells kind of good, from what you can tell. If there's some kind of stool or something, I will climb up on it so that I can maybe look over the bar because I don't think it's dwarven-sized. It's not, but although it's not super high even for humans. But yes, you uh, you do that, and you're able to do so. And he says, yes, what can I do for you? Another ale, and do you have um, a piece of bread, maybe? And he, he, so he takes, so he uh, takes the ale down and then he says, here, and he puts down a piece of bread and the bread, when it hits the table, sounds like thunk, like, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not exactly, uh, you know, warm and soft. Uh, it looks like it's theoretically bread. Um, and he says, that's, on, I, uh... that's on the house. And he gives you a smile and it's a smile. You can see most of his teeth are missing. <laughs> okay. I will ponder if this is a dwarven bread joke, but I will th- say thank you. Nevertheless. <laughs> Is, uh, and I will, I will try to, uh, I will, you know, try to just net it soft in some way and um, look thankful. 
Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> so you do so. Um, give me just one quick second. Um, yeah, Shadowed. So what I wanted it to do was just to say exclamation point donate and then an, and then a number. And that way someone could put in exclamation point donate and then a number and it would say so-and-so, like whoever the person is that puts in the command, has donated that number to the Damon Runyon Cancer Research Foundation. I know we did something like that last year and I just couldn't remember what the command was. And the other thing I wanted to say was the Damon command, you got it perfectly, but when I sent you the cut and paste, I accidentally put three letter, three Ps in the word support. So I was hoping you could maybe adjust it down to two Ps, like normal English, as opposed to what I did. <laughs> Thank you, Shadow. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Uh, okay, so okay. Um, now the rest of you, uh, Kronos and um, Selsig and yes. Justice, what are you guys doing? Yes. Um... I pull up a stool on the bar next to Greta, and I uh, talk to the bartender. Okay. Also, Matt, I wanted to tell you that your vo- your thing, your special effect, yes. isn't. Yes, oh. I'm aware. Oh, all I right. Have to <laughs> apply it at certain points. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. So I wanted I to make to sure. the bartender. God, I wanted I to make sure. To me, I say to him, <laughs> I have a profound respect for old age, especially when it's bottled. What do you have that is in the vintage realm for me? And so he, he stares at you, and then he's like, I got ale. <laughs> oh, fine, very I well. I snicker into my ale. So he, so he turns around, and he takes a mug, and t- from the exact same cask you just saw, you know, untaps, uh, you know, and, like, uh, taps it, and, you know, like, pours out the thing, and puts it in front of you, and is like, um, there you go. Hopefully it's old enough for you. And then he gives the big, like, crooked... You know, with a teeth-missing smile. Um, I turn to Greta and I say, and you wonder why I don't trust people. <laughs> I have a swig of my ale. <laughs> I, I have a swig of my ale just just as well. And um, I mumble something non-committal like, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Justice <laughs> and Doran, what are you guys doing? In or, an attempt to make a better impression than I previously did, I will greet the bartender, and then I will ask him about the local gossip. And he says, um, gossip, well, you came to the wrong village if you want something happening, stranger. It's what ain't happening that's the problem. He kind of looks at you for a minute, and then he's like, first of all, there's the problem with the goblins. You can ask anyone, like... If you look over there, and he points over to the fireplace, and you see uh, one person sitting by himself, kind of a run-down, you know, sort of older person, probably looking like he's probably late middle age, sort of entering the elderly realm, um, who's got his head sort of slumped down over the table, and he says, He lost two of his animals to the latest raid. You could ask him more if you want. And there's the other problems. We don't really know when they're going to come attack us. But it's gonna happen. Oh, interesting. The other problem? <laughs> yeah, that's right. The problem is we don't know when they're gonna attack us here. When they do, nothing'll hold us out. Hold them out. You're, ta- you're talking. To your, you walked right into the middle of a graveyard, people. A hmm. graveyard to be. Can so I? It's probably a bad time to ask if anyone wants a game of cards then. <laughs> so you so you say that and and there's sort of like for a moment like a couple of the tables near you they sort of look over 
and then uh, one of the table, one of the groups of um, uh, humans, and it looks like you've got a couple of younger people that presumably are farmers. You can see that there's actually dirt on the front of their tunics and so forth, and uh, their hands uh, seem calloused and worn, and, and they uh, sort of gesture you over, and they're like, Oi, you got cards? I do. Well, Fancy a game? All right, then. And they sort of wave you over. So you you head over to the you head over to the table. Uh, as you do that, Doran, what are you doing? Whoop! Did I lose you? Oh, yeah. I am totally Doran. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, 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 was like sorry, I was like, I, I was like, hi. I was on, like, I quickly typed my commands. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, I, I just continued to eat my my goat soup, and uh, or stew, pardon me. Okay. And just um, and just. Kind of watch what they're doing. Sort of take things in. Okay. Um, all right. Well, Celsi, you go over, uh, and you're sitting down, and uh, and uh, you've got your deck of cards out. They look at you, and they're like, all right, what's the game? What you know? And they, look, and they sort of look at you, and they're like, blind man's bluff. I'm game if you're game. All right. So what they do is they take out uh, the – they take your deck of cards if you let them. Do they mm-hmm. you let them all right? And they take a couple of, uh, they flip a couple of the cards over, and then uh, next to each one of the cards, they put what looks like a copper piece needs to each, uh, next to each of the cards. And then one of them uh, takes out a um, sort of rusty-looking dagger and plunges it, <laughs> like, um, to the top of one of the cards and um, <laughs> says, right, the way that we play Blind Man's Buff is my friend here. Uh, Derek, and he looks over and Derek kind of nods at you with the crooked grin. He says, my friend is going to close his eyes and go like this. And he starts going doof, 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 between the cards. Now you have to put your hand on one of the cards. And if he manages to go over five times without hitting anything, you get the copper piece. It's easy. <laughs> and sort of Derek smiles. And as you see Derek looking at him, Derek's hand is like the... Like, Derek's hand is clearly, like, wavering, you know? Like, obviously, he's been already, <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Well, how about I have to go with the dagger instead? I'm pretty handy with a knife. And he looks at you and says, Well, the, the way it works here, stranger, is that the new person's the one who gets a chance to win the money. We're the host, you see. But this isn't exactly cards now, is it, you see? <laughs> and he this says, is more playing with edged weaponry oh friend he looks down and he says you got cards what else do you need I'm even using your deck <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of poker he says poker and he, say, he looks at the guy and the guy's like and the guy sort of nods and he picks up the dagger from the thing and he's like you mean like and he sort of makes poking motions like this it's like right so you sit there and we go left right left right left right left right left right is that what you mean no 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 i can see this is gonna take a while okay um so as you go back to uh trying to explain it to them uh greta are what are you doing over on uh the bar are you guys trying to gather other information or what are you doing i lean over to chronos and ask what was the name of the guy who lost two of his cattle to the goblins I am just about as bad with names as you are. I was more so paying attention to the dark mood that is consuming this environment. And I wanted to use some of my persuasion to find out exactly of this enemy they keep speaking of. Okay. Do you agree? 
It, it didn't sound like they were only talking about the goblins, right? Is that to me or mm. to him? Are you asking? To, um, to Kronos. Okay. Well, perhaps we do need to find out more. I am... Um, is the barkeeper still available? Yes, he's still standing there. It's, it's a pretty small bar, <laughs> so he's okay. right there. And so I, I, I will just ask him, uh, excuse me, what was the name of the of the gentleman who lost two of his cattle to the goblins? Uh, his name's Nix, and he points over at the guy by the fire. Okay, Nix. And um, you, when you were talking about expecting an attack, were you still talking about the goblins? And he says, um, yeah. There's some that say it's only a matter of time until they come in and attack us. Right now, it's just a farmer here, an animal there, someone who wanders out of the way. But there's word that caravans are being attacked. And once the caravans get attacked, it won't take long for them to find us. Okay, have there always been goblins in this area or just just started? Ah, once in a while there have been, but it's never been a big problem. Not until recently. All of a sudden, it's like the attacks are more, and and they're better at it, you know? They don't just wander in, screaming and yelling the way goblins do. At least that's what Mm -hmm. I tell. My job's just to hang on to this bar until it's destroyed from under me. And he kind of, you know, and then he he sort of looks down, rubs. uh, You notice that he keeps polishing what is quite obviously a wooden mug. You don't really understand the deal there, but he's he's just polishing away. But, I mean... If we're just talking about a few goblins and you have farmers, you have, um, I mean, you, you have able men here. How can you so sh- can you be so sure that you won't be able to defend yourselves? And he sort of looks around, like, look, miss, look around you, would you? And around the around the tavern, you can see like, you know, the same feeling of the people that you got outside. Like, there's some talking and chatter, but basically people here look like they haven't had a full honest-to-God meal in about six months. Like, it is it is not a not a impressive crew. And he, he sort of points them all out, and he's like, you think we could stand up against any kind of organized attack? I mean, there's a few people. There's Frida there. Frida tries, but, I mean, she can't protect us either. With the Lord of Light at our side, we will vanquish the darkness. He sort of nods at you and he's like, I hope so. We gave up believing in gods a long time ago. you excuse me. And he kind of turns around and he walks <laughs> literally to the left about two feet, which is as far as he can go, um, and sort of like grabs a dish and then walks back to the right. Um, okay, so uh, Selsig, uh, how are things going with you? And uh, Oh, I'm sorry, Kronos, did you want to ask anything else or are you, are you good? with what you just heard. Um, I would like to ask about this Frida character that he spoke of. Uh, okay. Um, so you can go ahead and ask. Uh, you mentioned this Frida character before. What can you tell me about them? You said that they are probably the closest to an able-bodied person. Should they not be the one guiding us into whatever realm we must travel in order to vanquish the supposed evil? And as you say this, um, there is a tremendous knocking and then a and the door opens and you all turn around to see um, the same person who accosted you at the gate. Um, and now, uh, as you sort of look, you can actually see, 
um, that this is um, some kind of a uh, she's she's sort of a normal height um, human being um, with a cloak. She definitely looks a little bit sort of stronger. Um, there's kind of a there's a wizened strength to her, you might say, but it's not like you know she looks like she could you know, press 800 pounds or anything, but she definitely looks like she's got um, some strength within her. And she walks in, and as uh, she comes in, people sort of take a moment to sort of look up at her and then sort of nod at her. And she uh, and she walks up um, to the bar where you're standing. Um, and the uh, bartender um, looks over and uh, sort of nods his head, and he's like, well, you have your answer now, Kronos. Or you actually, you don't have to even tell his name. You have your answer now. And he sort of nods his head in her direction. And she looks at all of you. You staying out of trouble, I hope. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and she looks no. over. She looks over. She looks over at Selsig, who is right now invested in a very, very deep discussion about how not to use knives and daggers in card games. Um, and uh, and she looks at all of you, and she says, "Right. Well, I don't know what it is that you're doing here, but I uh, I'd like to hear what your purposes now that you're in our village and how long before you might be moving on I, I look over my companions with just a little doubt in my eyes and I say and I say we're here to help wherever we go we spread the light of the Lord and apparently you need it very very badly yes our purpose is simple to smite evil and she sort of, and she looks around um, and kind of turns around and looks at all of you and then she sort of nods and she says, I suppose you think you're going to do something. I suppose you've been hearing from some of these louts. And she glares at the uh, bartender who seems very interested in polishing all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> these louts about the goblins. You've been talking about it, Seth? I've told you not to. And uh, Seth looks at her and he says, Ah, gone, Frida. God knows we're not doing anything waiting here to be attacked. And uh, Frida sort of glares at him and then glares at all of you. And she says, My name is Frida Greatheart. I'm the constable here. My job is to protect these people. And I've been doing it damn well, too, for a number of years with almost no men and no resources. And I say that the goblins, as threatening as they are, are only going to be a threat so long as they're left alone. You keep quiet... You do your drinking and your talking and your whatever else. And she looks over her shoulder at you, Selsig. And then looks back at all of you. And then you get out of here. I don't want you causing any trouble or bringing any trouble to our village. And Seth sort of shakes his head violently and he's just like, That's just the problem. You tell that to everybody and look where it's brought us. And you hear some people around the inn sort of kind of murmuring. Like some of them maybe might be in agreement. Other people are kind of like, I don't believe it. It's stupid. So they're kind of, you know, they're all, there seems to be a little bit of disagreement um, among the locals as they hear this conversation happening. Hmm. As soon as as I hear that she is a constable, I decide to make my way over to the card game and subtly hide behind some of the characters who are currently watching it. Okay. Now, at the moment, there's not really a lot of there's not really a lot of people standing and watching it. So, to be subtle, you would have to sink down below Selsik, who is a halfling. So, so you sink down like basically like below. So, Selsik, you're aware of this presence behind you, and and. What are you doing? 
I, I think I, I think you dropped some peanuts down here. I'm being a good lad and fetching them for you. Peanuts? Say the say. Um, so I want to stop for just a moment. I heard, I see some people in chat are saying that they're trying to contribute, but the cards are getting declined. I hope that is not maybe a function of international donations not being accepted. I'm sorry about that if that's the case. We didn't have problems with that last year. If that is going to be an issue, then what we could theoretically do is you could, again, I'm not way comfortable doing this, but I'd rather they get the money than not. So you could, um, uh, I guess you could, I'm trying to think how to do it. I, I guess what you could do is you can send me a Twitch PM. Uh, this is probably the way we should do it. If that's the case, then send me a Twitch PM. Tell me how much you would like to donate. I'll send you my PayPal info, and then I will donate myself as one lump sum from the money that I get. I'm not wild about that for a variety of reasons, but I'd rather do that than not not get any of the money to them at all. So I'd say please try everything you can do to donate without me having to do that, please. And then, uh, and then that's the case. Um, now, did I see some people say that you donated money? Do we have some money in already? I need to, I need to like make that in there. Herxina, you donated 25. Yes. Nice, Herxina. That is the star. That's what I'm talking about. Good man. Yes. Good man, Herxina. That's what I'm talking about. Can we get some love for Herxina? And I'm going to put that number up right now. Uh, and hold tight with me, party. I'll be right back with you. Um, Frida looks as we, uh, quickly calculate some bizarre, uh, Cancer Research Foundation donation. Uh, and the guy trying to hide behind a halfling. Seriously, Matt, why? <laughs> exactly, right? You will find out in due time. <laughs> These but peanuts are very important. Did I catch this correctly? She does not want our help? Um, she acts like, she certainly seems to be acting like she doesn't want your help. Uh, or at least she doesn't want you to cause problems, is what it sounds like. And you also know that she may have tried this before, or at least that's the way the impression you got from the bartender. Nobody wants anybody to cause problems, so I can understand that. So, um, yes. I would like, I would like to add. Yes, go ahead. That while, uh, Chrono is doing this whatnot, uh, I am going to be watching him and Sausage, as well as the people around them, <laughs> just to make sure that neither of them are causing trouble, nor is anybody causing trouble with them. Okay. Um, so far, they seem to be... I mean, everyone seems to be more intrigued at the moment in the discussion going on between uh, the bartender, Seth, and between Frida. Um, you also... Uh, and actually, uh, let's see. Greta and Kronos, you guys are right there uh, making sort of the closest attention. Actually, Doran, I'll let you make this check, too. Doran, Greta, and Kronos, everybody make, please, an insight check for me. This is wisdom-based. Um, if you have insight proficiency, and you'll see the insight, there'll be a little check next to it, then you can add your proficiency bonus. If, if not, then it's just a straight-up 20 with your uh, wisdom modifier added. Oops. Oh, Kronos sees all. I see nothing. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got a 10 from Pyrin. We've got a 19. You have no wisdom bonus, Kronos? It, it, it's supposed to be 7. I hit the button by accident. Okay, so, so Doran's got a 7, and Kronos, uh, you've no, got only no, 19. I don't have a wisdom bonus. Okay. Fortunately, though, you saw anyway. Um, <laughs> Kronos, you are almost positive that this conversation has been had many times before. You think that this conversation seems to be almost 
rehearsed. I don't mean that in like they're mind controlled. I just mean that they clearly know their positions and they've held these out before. And you can tell that there's some serious disagreement even among the sort of assembled people in the tavern about which position they agree with, whether going to deal with the goblins is a good thing or a bad thing. There definitely seems to be disagreement on this point. Hmm. Okay. So, while Frida is still talking to the barkeeper, yep. I climb down my stool, take my ale, and move over to Nix. Okay. Uh, so Nix uh, is, and you, you, you go over, and there's an empty seat on the other side of the table. As I said, he's kind of slumped over, um, and he's just there. There is an empty seat on the other side. Okay. I take that seat. Okay. Uh, he doesn't lift his head when you, when you arrive. I drink some of my ale and wait for a moment. Okay. Um, after a while, you sort of see his kind of head. He's like, Ugh. he kind of looks up, and then he just sort of lowers his head again. Mm. And you can you can see by the way that his ale, his mug of ale, looks uh, decidedly empty. Oh, that is never a good thing. That is never a good thing. <laughs> um, I I just uh, I will go fetch him another ale. Okay. And see if that helps some. Okay, so you do so, um, and you pay him the uh, five copper, the guy on the other side, and you go back uh, and drop it down next to him, and after a moment he sort of looks up again, and <laughs> he takes the other empty one and just goes, and like it just falls over onto the floor, and then he slides, he takes a drink of the mug that you gave him, and then slides it into the exact same position that he had the empty one, and then lowers his head again. So he was like, you know, like hugging a teddy bear, except it's ale. And, and he, he sort of looks up and he's like, thank you. Um, you're welcome, my friend. Maybe you want to talk about your sorrows? He says, all I got is sorrows these days. There's too much to talk. You won't want to hear it. Uh, of course I do. It's um part of my job description. I'm... I lost Francine! And he, start, he starts weeping. Francine was so beautiful. And she was, she was the best. I, it was, uh, and he's sort of, you know, clearly distraught. Francine. Uh, Francine. Is, yep. um, your uh, friend? Well, she was the best friend anyone could ever had. She was, she was so wonderful and so, so nice and a wonderful companion. And, um, the goblins took her? Yes, those filthy creatures. They came in the night. And then when I, then Francine was gone. Okay, um, were there any traces of where they took her? No, and she was pretty big, too. I don't know how they took her in the first place. Francine, um, she, she, she. Oh, I don't mean to offend, but um, she's a cow. No, and she looks at you horrified. She was my pig. She was the best <laughs> pig I'd ever had. That sow. She was. It was a wonderful pig. Uh, so many of her. So many of the little piglets I ended up selling or eating. She was the best. And then her beautiful oinky face was taken away from me. 
and I'm going to get those bastards. And he slams his fist down on the table. And uh, the even though it makes a rather loud noise, you notice that none of the other people in the tavern even turn in his direction. You wonder if this hasn't been, if he hasn't been talking about Francine for a while. <laughs> uh, I, I try to, to like lay my hand on his shoulder and... Um, um, Please, please, my friend. Um, we are here to help. Don't, don't get yourself into danger. Where is your homestead? And he says, "It's out there. It's, it's out there, about half a mile past the, the gates." But I'm hey, not going back there. Why would I bother without Francine? <clears throat> I, I pat him on the shoulder a few more times and try to think of something nice, but don't come up with anything right now <laughs> okay um so he uh so he continues to sort of weep um and uh one of the uh people behind you uh whispers Psst. like you know sitting behind you on the other side he says oi look i gotta be honest with you we all like nicks but we kind of got tired hearing about his damned pig if you could figure out a way to maybe find her at least get him out of the tavern we, we'd appreciate it i mean i could show i could show you just where she is i mean not where she is but where the farmstead is maybe you could go go that way and well maybe you'd find his damn pig and you see nicks just kind of lift his head and then the guy's like <clears throat> and then like turns around and like you know goes back to what he was doing and then uh you know nicks kind of lowers his head again uh disconsolate Um, I try to, like, carefully move a little bit towards the guy that was whispering at me. And, um, you, like, give him a nod with the head, like, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> and um, move towards the bar again. Okay. So maybe we can get out of reach of Nyx somehow. Okay, sounds good. Nyx uh, seems to be enjoying uh, just sort of sitting there. Um... All right. So you were back up at the bar, um, and the bartender uh, sort of leans over to you, um, Kronos, because you've been sitting there, and he says to you and Doran, because Greta's on her way back, and he says to you, Look, I'm telling you right now, Frida, she means well and all, and Frida's still standing there looking at him. She means well and all, but you've got to actually do something. And Frida shakes her head. She's like, You stubborn old fool! I told you, you don't want to bring the wrath of the goblins down on us. Now, I got this handled. And he says, you don't got anything handled, Frida. It's not your fault. You can't do it all yourself. And Frida sort of, you know, angrily kind of, you know, looks at him again. So they're both sort of kind of glaring at each other. And um, as as you guys are looking at that, Greta emerges, sort of comes up um, to the rest of you. Justice, of course, is standing there as well. Celsic, in the meantime, you have managed to convince them about what poker is. And right now they're learning about what the number two means. So you're working <laughs> gradually through the deck of cards. <laughs> um, so the rest of you, the four of you, though, are back up at the uh, bar. Excellent. And you can decide what you want to do. Well, I would like a drink. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm thirsty. That, that goat soup hit the spot surprisingly, surprisingly. Yeah, it's actually so, fairly good, um, yeah. surprisingly. Uh, and you put down, so he pours another mug of ale for you and drops it on the on the bar. All right, and that was a copper? Uh, I think it was five copper. Yeah. Five copper. The prices these days yeah, are outrageous. Yeah, I know. I know the price so. are outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I flunked down the five. Okay. 
Um, and what about the what about the rest of you guys? What do you want to do, Greta? You're back there now. Is uh, is Frida and the bartender? Are they still in conversation? Yes. And then uh, Frida, as you look at her, Frida's like, "This is the last word I'm going to say on it." And she looks at you and she says, "Stay away from the damn goblins. You mean well, but you don't know what you're getting into, and you're going to cause all kinds of problems for Melton." Now I won't tell you again. And Seth, and she looks at him. You keep your old trap shut. And she turns around and marches out. Again, the same dramatic way she went in. Right? And then uh, the door sort of slams shut behind her. And um, Seth just sort of shakes his head and, um, you know, looks back down and goes back to, you know, polishing the wooden mug. I shout over, don't you think you better tell us where the goblins are so we don't maybe accidentally find them then? If you don't want us interfering. After all, you want us to leave. Wouldn't do you much good if we left and blundered straight into him, would it? And then go back to arguing over the difference between two and three. <laughs> okay, but it occurs to you that as you're saying that, um, you're saying it to a person who's already left, because uh, the other person is the bartender, and he agrees with you. <laughs> so he's like, I he's like, you're right. He's like, I agree with you. Any of these people could tell you where you are. I can look. I can. And he sort of looks up and he says, I can give you. I can give you this, and he pulls out this um, this piece of parchment, and he pulls out a very well worn quill, and he crapidly scratches something on it, like furiously, and he's you know doing all this stuff, and then he shows it to you, and it essentially looks like um, there's a big uh, <laughs> there's like a, basically a big uh, X. In fact, I'll show you exactly what it is. Chat, I'll show you uh, the other portion of this screen that you're looking at. In roll twenty, let me show you. Uh, let's go over to there. All right. So you see something like this. It looks like... Yes. <laughs> Am I the only one not seeing it? It's on the screen now. Uh, you should. Oh, did I? I have to bring you over. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm sorry. Let me. Oh, let me, okay. I found it. See it now. Okay. There you go. Does that say Vibby Go? Village. Some sort of arcane script. Village and goblins. Yep. That's pretty much what you see. Um, wow. And 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 your impression is that basically you just leave the village and walk straight. He seems to be suggesting. Um, if you can sort of. And he hands it to you proudly. He says, "Right. I did a bit of education in my youth." And he sort of has this very proud look on his face. Good. Uh, I, I turn the paper around and like, and um, what kind of direction are the goblins at? And he says, "Oi, that's easy." And he uh, he sort of comes out from behind the bar, um, and uh, you notice that as he comes out from behind the bar, um, he steps out from behind it and steps down. And you realize that you've actually been looking at what is quite probably a halfling, but he must have been on some big platform behind the actual bar. <laughs> so he kind of steps, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's shorter than you, Greta. And he walks over to, he, you know, uh, quickly moves over to the door, and he opens it up. And uh, if you follow him, he sort of opens the door. I um, also put, uh, I try to, to get Justice to follow me, like, like waving him on, because he's the one who knows his directions. Okay. Yeah. So. All right, so Justice will follow you. All right, so the two of you follow, and uh, as he and he sort of points out, and he says, "Right, right out that road, there's a fork about ooh, maybe 
maybe a quarter of a mile from here, and you actually do remember having seen a fork that kind of was small and winding that went off back the way you had come when you were on the way to this village. So obviously you hadn't gone down there because it would be going the other direction again, but um, it's a small and winding one, but it was distinctive because it was the only major, in quotes, major branch that was off the road that you were on. And he says, if you follow that down, you'll come to a bridge. And over the bridge, and he sort of lowers his voice, that's where they say the goblins live. It's a temple. A cold building it is, made of cold stone. It used to be owned by someone else, but the goblins come from it. And they, they say... say ha- has he never seen them himself? I would like to ask him okay. if he has seen them himself. He says, I'm just a bartender, friend. My job's to stay here and keep my nose out of trouble. But if we had some, I don't know, heroes, they could maybe get us out of our troubles. You needn't ask. We will deal with the evil. <laughs> so he, he sort I of shakes so, his... promptly pulling my sword out of my scabbard and <laughs> walking out the door. Okay, so, well, you are, I thought you were already out. Um, I, thought I, with, I thought we were standing again. at the door. Oh, you were just looking at... Okay, I, I, I assumed like a step out. That's fine, though. So you draw your sword, and as you do so, there's this sting, and Doran and Kronos and Celsig, you hear this noise, and you see like this sort of radiance, right? Uh, and everyone stops, and they all sort of stare at him. And then he, lowering the sword first, so as not to hit the side of the, uh, the top of the door, walks through <laughs> and uh, points his sword somewhat in the direction of um, something or other. You don't really know because you didn't hear the conversation, but Greta, you know what he's doing. And um, uh, all the villagers sort of look around, and uh, Selsig, the two who have been, who you have just started to explain what a suit is to, um, they look at you and they're like, Oi, they're like, is that your friend? Is he one of the heroes? I don't know, I've just been following him. <laughs> but you're following a dragon. And the other one's like, Oi, a dragon. I don't trust them. Last time I found a dragon, I can't do anything with him. I, I can't poke him, you know? And he, like, pokes with his, like, thing. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's a good sort. But they're dangerous. And they all sort of nod furiously. He's like, look, friend, I kind of like you. I think you should stay with us and play cards and not go with dragons. That's what I think. And the other one says, yes, yes, my friend is very, very smart. He says the right things. And you're, the friend is the one who was the one who was doing the waving harm, you know, hand thing before. <laughs> so. Now, fellas, I've been having a lovely time with it, and I'm sure in a month or two, we might even be able to play a hand of poker. But, <laughs> unfortunately, I am with this group, and I do need to follow them. I don't want to be stranded here. It's a bit rough on the road, so you might have noticed there's talk of goblins. So we don't want to accidentally go the wrong way and end up with them. And they seem to know where they're going, and I don't. So, uh, maybe I'll return someday and we can pick up where we left off. Now, keep remembering, it's three, four, five, okay? Right. Three, six, two. And they all sort of look very happily at each other. <laughs> Got it. And, and you can see keep as practicing. you... As you as you can see, as they stand up, that they've actually just taken three cards, and they're right now having an argument about why one of them gets two cards and the other one gets one card, and they're just sort of like figuring that out. Um, and uh, I try to politely recover my favorite deck. Okay, so you do, and uh, you do recover from them, and then they pull out their cards, and then they go back to arguing about why they can't get even an even number out of three. Um, and uh, as uh, as they do that, assuming the rest of the party is leaving to join Justice and Greta, is that true, Chronos? Definitely. Um, yes, I do want to say one more thing to Nyx, though, as I'm on my way out. Do so. Go ahead. 
yes, uh, actually talking to the bartender here. Um, Seth, uh, the plight of Nyx really, really got to me. Uh, I don't suppose you uh, had any uh, bacon for the road? And he sort of looks at you, and he kind of stares you up and down. He's like, friend, although I appreciate your attempt to have a sense of humor, I wouldn't go bringing it around Nyx, because if Nyx hears you, there's no telling what vengeance he'd wreak upon your soul. And he looks at you like, and, and you kind of get the feeling that you, looking at Nyx, like the idea of vengeance or souls does not come to mind, but he does seem pretty distraught about something. Um, so, yes. <laughs> and so after that, he sort of looks at you and then kind of, you know, semi points in the direction of the door, you know, jerks his head in the direction of the door. And then he says, uh, Godspeed. And uh, Doran, as, as you get up, he kind of looks at you and he, he uh, puts a hand on your arm for a moment. He says, look, I don't know what ragtag group you're on. And of course, he has to reach up to do this, remember, because <laughs> he's like, uh, I don't remember what kind of ragtag group you got here. But I pray to God that you can do something to save us from these goblins. It's up to you. I don't know about dragons and wizards and, and thieves, but I do know about fighters. So... Keep the faith. And you can tell a little bit, Doran, that uh, as he's saying this, he says that with the conviction of a person who may have, you know, swung a few things in anger himself back in the day. So. My friend, we will not disappoint you. You know the strength of a fighter. I can see it in your eyes. And we will do you good. And then I walk out. 